They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. In this week's episode, we take a look back at some of our favorite clips since starting the podcast. We cover Chicky, Chicky, and more Chicky, and there's some scandalous investigation into Christmas cakes. But let's get started with our first clip, which may be my favorite clip of all time. From episode 27, Unsolved Convenient Mysteries, Mike tells a spooky Halloween tale with a surprise ending about his pursuit of a limited edition Family Mart Chicky called the Zaku Chicky. Okay, Mike, uh, let's move on here onto my favorite segment. This is At the Gemba with Mike. Gemba, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're in Japan where all the action is. What do you got for us this week of mm-hmm. product reviews? All right, man. Well, um, I'm sorry. I know that we, you know, we were getting into the spooky mood and then we were feeling, you know, better, feeling lighthearted. Now we're back. Oh, boy. I've been watching the show Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> on Netflix recently. A classic. A classic. They brought it back. I don't know if anyone knows this, but Netflix now, the classic show Unsolved Mysteries, they're, they're reproducing it on Netflix. And I was watching that. And um, you know what? I've had a very similar experience here at the Gemba um, this past week. So, Matt, I don't know if you remember this item. I'm just going to show you. This is the uh, the Zaku Chiki. Yes, the hot and spicy. Yes. The hot and spicy Zaku Chiki. Zaku meaning really super crunchy, crunchy fried chicken. Yeah, it looks good. And we talked about this two weeks ago or so. And, um, and I think I told you this. Like, I I was so excited about it. I went out to my nearest 7-Eleven, tried to get it. They didn't have it. I thought, oh, well. Mm. So then I went out the next week to a different 7-Eleven. They didn't have it. And I thought, what mm. the heck? I went back to that first 7-Eleven. They didn't have it. So then I'm starting to get nervous, you know. And I'm, I just hit the old um, Route 8, you know, the, the highway that runs all wow. around Japan. <laughs> And I just start driving and I'm stopping at every 7-Eleven I can find. Do you have the Zaku Chiki? Do you have the Zaku Chiki? No. Do you have the Zaku Chiki? No. I'm driving three, eight, four hours. I finally get into a 7-Eleven. I say, do you have the Zaku Chiki? And this, this woman said, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was at my wits end and I came back onto this website and you know what, Matt? The answer. It was, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Usual Suspects. Um, I have, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Kaiser Soze. <laughs> this is that sort of situation. Oh. You can wow. see right here. Wow. Only sold in the Saitama area. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I was not able to eat the Zakuchiki. I'd like to go to Saitama just to eat it. Unfortunately, Mike never did get his hands on a Zakuchiki. It's no secret that Mike and I are die-hard Chicky fans. To grow its already awesome legend in Episode 9, Legendary Chicky Tales, Extraordinary Feats of Juice, we began chronicling Chicky's spectacular juiciness. Here's one such chronicle. This was a story that went around, uh, never made it into the, into the papers, but uh, if, if, if you were in town, you, you heard it on the street, especially if you were, you know, hip to the Combini. Yeah. Uh, salary man took a lunch break and uh, the Fami Chicky, he was in a, in a Daihatsu K car, small, small thing, windows, windows up, <laughs> takes a bite of the Fami Chicky. It floods the car. He's dead. 
Oh my goodness, that's terrible. Drowns in fammy chicky juice. He took one bite, car filled up in an instant, boom, like that. Guy's dead. And wake they find him uh in a in a in a solid essentially a car full of uh cold fat. He was confit. <laughs> and uh like I said, it never never made it into the papers, but if you had your head to the ground, your ear to the ground, you 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 know the story. Goodness gracious. I can imagine. I mean, I, I just, when you said he put the windows up before he, did, I, just, I knew this was going to be a, this is going to be a tragic story. Goodness gracious. Drowned. The first drowning death from, from a family chick. You got to be careful, everybody. And so the legend grows. It's a product that can't be beat. Now let's move on to the next clip. Each week, Mike and I cover a lead story where we take a deep dive into a convenient topic. In episode 18, Fami Ricky, the Family Martin Choshu Ricky tag team, we got to combine our two passions, professional wrestling and the Konbini. Hmm. Mike, uh, our last episode, we went into a deep dive at the Okinawa hmm. items at the Konbini, and we stumbled upon a special series by a Japanese professional wrestler named Choshu Ricky. I had a chance to watch some of his old matches from the 80s with Ric Flair, Terry Funk. No doubt this guy <laughs> is a legend. Um, but these yeah. days, uh, you look at the landing page, and it definitely looks like he's at the point of his career where he's washing down his fammy chicky with two six-packs and a crack pipe, staying up late, reflecting on his <laughs> uh, lost relationship with his daughter, who he hasn't spoken to. 30 years but um pretty sure his last match was in sioux falls south dakota packed arena with 85 people but you know um you know 30 40 years ago this guy was um you know he, he was he was at the top the top of, of the game yeah. yeah um but you did some research on this guy and uh, we got some items here well, what did you find out about this okay so um you know <clears throat> you know there's some legendary moves finishing moves in uh in wrestling history mm-hmm. everybody knows you know stone cold stunner sweet chin music razor's edge <laughs> tombstone pile driver <laughs> and then there's one that um for me first time i saw it i was just shocked that a human body could uh survive <laughs> such a position and i'm talking about brett the hitman heart and the sharpshooter you know exactly what i'm talking about and, um, oh boy well you know, um, the sharpshooter, wouldn't you know, that is not Brett the Hitman Hart. That is the invention of the one and only Choshu Ricky. Wow. And um, in Japanese, the Sasori Gatame, otherwise known as the Scorpion Deathlock. And um, <laughs> as you can tell, the sharpshooter, you know, the name doesn't conjure up much, in, uh, much of an image, but the Scorpion Deathlock, that's what you're looking at. I mean, that body mm. is like a scorpion you know, tail mm-hmm. rising up. Um, so yeah, this guy, uh, you know, huge wrestler, you know, professional wrestling in Japan was a really just huge, huge industry. Um, really, really popular. Um, uh, there's a really famous match of uh, Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki, who's a politician in Japan, which um, was hmm. uh, billed as like the first MMA event of all time. Huh. Um, wrestling originally in Japan was less, uh, it was, it was, it was believed to be more sort of real than uh, we, we think back in the States where everything's scripted. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, that being said, like, um, like you said, uh, we've got Choshu Ricky here, 68 years old. Um, <laughs> 
So in they've created this series uh, called the Fami Diki, and um, like you said, this guy he's looking he's looking rough. Um, they've got some videos of them making these items, and uh, and you know in most of the videos he's uh, he's kind of rolling around in slippers. He's got some tight gray sweatpants, a gray Under Armour sweatshirt, and a white San Francisco 49ers New Era golfing visor with his name <laughs> embedded on the side. Um, yeah, this uh, uh, it was interesting looking at this guy, but um, yeah, let's uh, maybe we should take a look at the items. Um, so do you want to uh start yeah. off? What are we looking at here? Yeah, we, he's got four <laughs> items, uh, and the basic premise of all of these is, of course, volume, they're all big mm-hmm. and uh, meat, meat heavy bake mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh first up here we got the hash don this is mm. a donberry rice bowl topped with it looks like what three kinds of meat there mike including a fried pork cutlet <laughs> then you got the uh the nagasaki nigi uh Riki nigi which is a giant onigiri rice ball topped with a slice of chashu roasted pork mm. then we got of course some fried chicken. This looks bone in. This is the chicky radiato. Um, and this is a big boy here. I, you, you take a swing at somebody with this and uh, be prepared to be prosecuted. <laughs> this thing this thing will knock you out. And then uh, to wrap it up, this uh, sort of ball of, of chicken, it looks like. This is the Niniku <laughs> Sasami Gatame. Oh, yeah. His finishing move. The uh, scorpion death grip. What was mm-hmm. that, Mike? That the scorpion you, uh... death lock. Thank you. Yeah, and I think you were especially keen on this particular item. Yeah, because um, you know it's the uh, it's uh, garlic that's wrapped in chicken. So you know it's like the chicken. <laughs> the chicken has got the the scorpion death lock. It's got that garlic in the sharpshooter. You know that thing's not getting out. There's no way it's getting out. They're gonna have to. Bring in the referee and unwrap that uh, garlic. Oh uh, man, you can. Oh, I'm I'm getting it now. Yeah, that garlic is tapping out, and the only <laughs> way to end the match is to bite right into that ball of chicken there. Oh man, that looks good. And these prices are unreal. That giant ball of chicken is 160 yen. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I didn't even notice. Jeez. It's like a buck sixty. For those that is amazing. Yeah, so uh, some pretty fantastic items. And uh, yeah, it got us thinking, um, Mike, you know, one of our great pastimes is uh, talking about professional wrestling, especially the Attitude Era when we were uh, growing up. And Mm -hmm. one of our favorite uh, wrestlers of all time, actually, I'd say, you know, just sort of people, Mm -hmm. uh, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it got us thinking, you know, what would a Stone Cold Steve Austin Conbini series look like? (laughs) And how they haven't done this yet, I have no idea. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. You came up with a premise that I think uh, if 7-Eleven in America were to hear this, they would jump all over it. Yeah, um, we were thinking, you know, Stone Cold, what's he got in his kombini? And, you know, the only thing we could really think of was uh, Coors Light. So, you know, you got you walk in, you, got, you just got a whole wall of Coors Light. And, um, yeah, maybe, you know, uh, one thing we were talking about is Maybe you got a chicken in there. You call it the uh, the Stone Cold Stunner Chicken. And when you take mm-hmm. a bite of this thing, it just it just hits you in the stomach, mm-hmm. and you you kind of kneel over, and then it it comes again, and it just puts you down to your knees. 
Yeah, the next thing you know, you're having a seizure on the floor. Somebody's spraying two cans of Coors Light all over you. And it's the best day of your life. Talking professional wrestling in the Kanbini, that's the happiest you'll ever hear us. Now, let's move on to the next clip. Every week, Mike and I spend significant time perusing the 150 to 200 new weekly items from the Big Three Kanbini. In Episode 7, Traditional Japanese Food, Hot Dogs and Fried Chicken, a sloppy cheese dog from 7-Eleven caught our attention. Man, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this cheese dog here, Mike, but uh, oh, I maybe have. I'll just give a quick rundown here. This yeah. thing is a three-cheese dog. It's got Parmesan cheese, it's got Gouda cheese, and it's got cheddar Ooh. cheese, and it's all wow. being held together in a bag. I'll, I'll tell you what, I looked at this thing, and I just thought, this looks like something a, a kink mistress hurls at your head while you're sobbing on your knees after getting... <laughs> Your ass whooped for three hours <laughs> in some dungeon. Just mix of tears and melted cheese while you're full of shame, just sucking this thing down. My God. Look yeah, at this that. thing is, uh, it is, I don't, I actually wasn't sure if this was, you know, this was not safe for work or, you know, this is a. <laughs> I, I think on Facebook we had one comment from a, uh, a good old friend, uh, Sarah, that said, just filthy, I think was the comment. <laughs> that is a lot of cheese on a hot dog. I've never seen a, ch- a hot dog with that much cheese on it. That is amazing. It comes in a paper bag to just keep it under control. <laughs> My God. That's an important warning to be cautious whenever you pull out a convenient item that's not safe for work. Now, let's move on to the next clip. The Kanbini often surprises us, but nothing tops the shock of episode 24. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, when Mike and I explored Family Mart's Christmas party menu, in particular, the Christmas cakes. So, you know, we were talking about what are some staples, and we, we showed the, you know, we got the pizza, we got the fried chicken, and then the Taiban cake right there. When you're talking about a Christmas cake in Japan, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about whipped cream, sponge, and some strawberries. And, you know, how can you go wrong? I mean, that's pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, What we're looking at here is a multi-tier cake. Again, that's mostly made of whipped cream. Um, In -hmm. fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you were to slice into that and maybe not see any sponge at all. It's just yeah. uh, a giant pile of whipped cream that's been shaped into this sort of uh, tapered cylinder. And then of mm-hmm. course, topped with more whipped cream and then two yeah. strawberries. Um, no better way to spend 40 bucks than on a giant pile of uh, whipped cream. Absolutely, Mike, that is a classic <laughs> Japanese cake. Fantastic. Yeah. And wait, did you say 40 bucks? Because I wouldn't be surprised if that was the price. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually 24 bucks. Oh, 25 bucks. That's pretty cheap. And makes me think that this thing has got to be really small. Because well, normally, actually, like you said, it would be 40 bucks, I think. 40 how, bucks. How... Actually, well, I'm mistaken here. Now we're looking at a breakdown. We do have a, a cross-section of this. And there, in fact, is quite a bit of sponge in there. And it looks mm. like there's even a custard inside. Mm. Mabodoa. I don't know what that is for custard, but uh, oh boy, I'm actually getting a little bit hungry looking at this thing. 
Uh, I am lactose intolerant, so that whipped cream would take me down hard. Yes. But I guess I'd be okay spending a you know half hour or so on a NeoRes 300 <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> a delicious looking cake like this one. Mm. Yeah, and oh, there's the dimensions. What are we looking at? Is that say, um, is that 15 centimeters? Yep, yeah, 15, 15 centimeters, centimeters in diameter. diameter. So that would be what about six inches? Is that? Um, <laughs> that's a. That's, a that's about 20. That's why I was saying when you said 40 bucks, I was thinking, second. yeah. Hold on, it oh, says yeah. the height is six centimeters. Yeah, again, this these what? pictures. Like, look at that picture right there. That looks. They've got this what? zoom like you've never How seen could that in your life. Possibly be true. Six centimeters. It's got to be taller than that. No, I think we're, <laughs> this is called the magic of graphic design going on right here. This is just completely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, um, this is worse than pizza. Yeah, this is it's a sham. But hey, you know, yeah, if this was a normal size cake, it would probably be one hundred fifty dollars because this is just. 15 centimeters by six centimeters. Get out your rulers, everybody, and check it out. Cause that's, that's like the size of like a, a muffin. That's not even a muffin. <laughs> wow. God, man. All right, we gotta get off this. I'm getting angry. We gotta get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be sure to check us out on Twitter where we did a full yen per cubic inch analysis of the big three's Christmas cakes. Now, on to our next clip. Occasionally, listeners call in to leave us a convenient memory. In episode 32, the highest of highs and lowest of lows, a listener named Casey of the Summit to Sea and Bean Pod podcasts called in to leave us a grueling memory. Hey guys, this is Casey here to share my convenient memory with you. Uh, if there are two things that are true in the world, it is that uh, small children are vectors for disease, and uh, you haven't really experienced Japan until you've defiled a kombini toilet, and those two worlds collided for me about six years ago. I was cruising down the road with my one-year-old son in the car seat when I uh, felt that familiar noro tickle in my stomach, and I had to pull over to the nearest Lawson. Leave the baby in the car, power, power walk my way through the doors, <laughs> fingers crossed that the toilet would be vacant, and, uh, and I made it in there and released the liquid green Noro poop. Uh, and then I was puking a few hours later. That's my oh, convenient God. memory. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Man. Oh, Casey, Wow. <laughs> You really haven't lived until you've blown up a convenient toilet. Now on to our final clip. Mike and I have kicked off nearly every episode of the podcast with the Chicky Wars, where we cover the ferocious fried chicken competition amongst the convenient. For our last clip, we turn to the very first Chicky Wars segment from episode one. All right, Mike. Hey, yeah. Chicky wars let's talk about it what's going on in the fried chicken department at the conveni these days all right well i'll have to say that the um the biggest action is going on at family mart they're mm. currently in the midst of a three-part series where they're releasing a different type of family chicken each uh each couple weeks a so, shitty zoo what is that 
A Shidizu. A Shidizu. A series? Oh, fuck. Oh. Is my my English Japanese off? Sorry. (laughs) Let's get back on track here. Three-part series, Family Mart. Family Mart. Yeah, so the first week we had um, Sakura. Mm. Doesn't sound so appealing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, It was kind of ume-flavored, plum-flavored, kind of sweet or kind of sour, not that great. Second uh, week, we had the cheese in Fami Chicky. And uh, it sounds good. You would think it would be good, but overall, mm. I'd say give it a pass. And then as <laughs> for the third week, we've, uh, or the third, the third round is going to be the, the big boy. That's what the it's big, called? Well, I don't know what, what it's called, but it's, it's uh, 1.5 times the size of the normal Fami Hot Chicky. damn. That's yeah. that's got to be good. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how that could be bad. It's just more <laughs> of what you love. So, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sakura, the Sakura. I mean, that's always garbage. It's just fake. They're just, you know, trying to squeeze some money off of the cherry blossoms there. But the cheese one, that one actually. Seems like it should be pretty damn good. You stuff cheese into a fami chicky. I mean, that yeah. just seems like uh, an umami bomb right there. That's what you would think is it would be a bomb. But unfortunately, it's the cheese flavor was too strong. And so it kind of overpowered the delicious taste of the fami chicky. Yeah, you want, the, you want the chicky to be the star of the show there. Exactly. And it was weird. It's almost like, I don't know if you've ever tried to combine cheese and water and cheese and juice. (laughs) What do you think happens? Well, I think we found out. (laughs) It was almost like the juice of the family chicky seeped into the, was overtaken by the cheese. So you lost a lot of that juicy twist to it, you know? I hear you. I mean, a family chicky... Timer just went off. Oh boy. Go to the next topic. Wow, what a ride it has been, and we are just warming up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us, review the podcast. In the meantime, we'll see you at the convenience.